Bring me news of Pitchfork Music Festival. Fill me in, dude. Oh, okay. I shall, I shall. Mitski. A Mitski. She has her own cat this year. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant a kitty cat. Meow. <laughs> not Brucey. Um, Mitski was good. The crowd was not there for it. I don't know. What were they there for, Car? I don't know. It was like a, I don't know, just kind of a bummer where like it was a very good performance, but it it just felt like no one was like watching it or listening to it, which I think comes back to like a, an increasingly common complaint where I can't just tell if I'm getting old and crabby or people are worse about it now. But people just like talk through entire concerts all the time, oh, yeah. which is so weird. Yep. So it's just by like a bunch of teeny boppers who are like, I would say by far the highlight was Japanese breakfast brought out Jeff Tweedy and it was like, oh my God, the most beautiful moment. I really, really enjoyed that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Calm down. The Jeff Tweedy. Yeah. Oh my and God. Yes. Japanese Breakfast had a beer collaboration with Goose Island, which was fun. Okay. <laughs> I told you we're not doing the NFT talks. <laughs> and the other one, the only like, I would say big surprise in terms of uh, bands I did not know, but I thought were really cool was The Armed. Have you ever listened to The Armed? Oh, The Armed. <laughs> I saw an article on Stereo Gum that said, the armed ruled Pitchfork Music <laughs> Festival. Is that true? Or are you yanking yeah. my chain? I'm not yanking your chain. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, they one. absolutely did. It was so, so, so fun. I can't, I don't know if it would be as fun. Like, they just had a really excellent live performance. So I don't know what it would be like to, like, listen to them not hmm. doing that. But they were cool. Um, it really, I've made this complaint before, but music just feels very homogenized now uh, in the Pitchfork Music Festival sense. I would agree. Like, I mean, like, especially the day I went on, I would say, like, just the triple threat of Lucy Dacus, Japanese Breakfast, and Mitski. Like, I'm the target market for all of those in a way that, like, sure. I appreciate because I love them. But I, it'd be cool if they were, like, other uh, crazy headliners. Or like some men, maybe, right? <laughs> True. Give a man a guitar. <laughs> Jeff Tweedy was there. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I I have no positive feelings towards Jeff Tweedy at this point. I don't have any negative feelings. <laughs> I don't need to listen to his music ever again, I guess, though. Like, come on. <sighs> I can find other things to do besides crossword puzzles is all I'm saying, okay? Do you want male singers or no? No! Just okay. guitar players. I want men. Yep. This is Pillows on the Windows. It's a movie podcast. Wait, really quick. I'm seeing, because I'm going to Lala, so I get to see Green Day this weekend. Those That's are all men. dudes, yeah. Those are all dudes. Yeah. Don't gender my Green Day. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite Green Day song? I don't know. We were talking about, like, what's the most fun one to see? Okay. I think anything off of Dookie is going to be fun. Sure. I think American Idiot's going to be fun. Sure. You know, all the greatest hits. I wonder, they must still play American Idiot, the song, huh? I would. If they don't, I'll actually be pissed off. I would be really interested to see what the stage banter's like. It's like, this song's about Trump now and War yeah. and two. <laughs> yes. Like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I. It's weird to me. I just, I think of like Longview and I just feel like that's not a great, 
I don't know what a Green Day concert looks like. I have no point. idea either. Yeah. They're getting we'll up see. there. Yeah, they're old, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. they're probably like 15 years older than us, maybe. That seems about right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not so bad. I guess so. But it, it doesn't feel like people of that age should play American Idiot. But Yeah, the offspring. Huh? Nothing. Um, Carly, this is about movies. Movie podcast, Car. Movie podcast. Woo! I'm going to tell you right now. A, I love when people put letters before things so that it like breaks it out into separate categories, but you don't know how many there are. B. What now? <laughs> this is going to be the Disney podcast. C. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have no idea what I've watched because it's all eight minute Disney shorts and I'm not thumbing through that to find, you know, whatever the hell I watched two weeks ago. So good luck, Car. I get a little bit pissed at you every single time that what? you log one, but don't leave a review. I want a review on every I single know, one. I wanted to, but A, it doesn't, uh, <laughs> it's not worth it. B, there's not anything to say about a lot of these. Yeah. C, I have enough likes, dude. Whatever. I've conquered social media as far as media consumption is concerned. And now I can just bask in the glory of having the most watched uh, per year uh, movies letterboxed account. Carly. Ugh. Do you ever pay any heed to how many movies you've watched on letterboxed or the yearly count? I was getting, I do towards the end of the year, like get excited about my yearly count. And I will say probably once a month, I count up how many from that year I've watched. Doesn't it do that for you or am I misunderstanding? Um, no, because we're not playing by their rules. Mm. I see what you're saying. You're doing yeah. your ranked list. I actually am doing even slightly different than that. I'm counting how many I've added to the Google sheet. Right. <laughs> that OK, that seems backwards to me, but I guess I see where you're coming from. Because it's like parallel mothers. Yeah, I mean, like Letterbox is different than my Letterbox list, which is also different than Google Sheet. <laughs> High School Musical 2 is a movie about yeah. Troy. Bolton. Right. Uh, yeah. Here's OK. As long as we're on the Letterbox thing, right? Yep. Not only was I appalled to see that you had only given this two and a half stars, but then you rewatched it. You bumped up your score by only half a star. I don't know that it's a great movie. I sure enjoy it. It is an incredible movie. <laughs> okay. It is enjoyable from start to finish. I thought the first one, the first one kind of surprised me. It's like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is like yeah. kind of sort of self-aware and very cheesy and goofy. And it's like, oh, now the second one's going to be bad because I know what to expect going in. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is something else entirely. It is expert decision making to have this one not be in a high school. I don't know where this one takes place. It takes place on Mars or like it in takes a place in galaxy. Albuquerque. It takes place in Albuquerque, but no movie has ever looked like this. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really incredible. Yeah. Do you want to give a summary? Oh, my gosh. I would love to. So Troy, <laughs> right? Yes. OK. Troy and Gabriella. Gabriella. 
well, the end of High School Musical 1 left us with a lot of questions, right? Yes. And then the second one, Sharpay is there, <laughs> and it's like a love triangle. And it's really, uh, if I could make a serious critique of High School Musical 2. It really Uh feels like they took the character of Gabriella, which is she's very smart and talented and charming and they're like, what if she's a lifeguard in this one? And she's just like, "Mm." like she has no, they do not establish or build upon that character trait at all. She's just like smitten. She's like only a foil to Sharpay, I think. Right. And Sharpay is much better. She's more fun. There's boy Sharpay. Uh, Boy Sharpay shines in this movie. Oh, a hundred percent. The baseball scene? Are you kidding me? Move over, Twilight. I don't think you did a good summary, though. I'm going to interject. I didn't really summarize anything, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Basically, yes. so Troy and all of his friends play basketball together. Wildcats, yes. But They're all uh, Tro- in this together. Yes, they're all in this together. Okay. And Sharpay's parents are important members of the local country club. Right. And because Sharpay wants to... Um, be a <laughs> wait can know? i set the scene for this yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer. Summer. summer 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 okay <laughs> okay um because sharpay wants to be troy's boy girlfriend instead of gabriella um for she reasons. gets him a job at the country club right and then all of the wildcats sort of tag along right um and it's mostly centered around the idea that like troy keeps taking these opportunities that sharpay's parents give him at the insistence of sharpay uh because he <laughs> wants a scholarship for basketball even though it seems like every person in this movie is like super rich and like <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how much he well needs scholarship do. money i think he'll be fine no matter what. Yes. Um, but he keeps taking these opportunities and thus leaves his friends and girlfriend in the dust. So sort of. Sort of. That's the drama anyway. Yes. Uh and then he's questioning, you know, is it about should I focus on friends? my 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 dreams or should I focus on my friends and family? I still feel like it's kind of unclear what his dreams actually are, because it's like he always ends up singing a lot, but he's always yeah. like, I don't know if I want to sing, even though he sings in every song in this movie, along with everyone else. I think this one isn't a question of whether or not he wants to sing. It's a question of like, does he need to like fuel all of his time into career aspirations? Right. Should I, I think he's open to <sighs> singing at this point. Everyone is. Yes. And that's great. Thank and God. Sharpay Char- wants to sing this insane Hawaiian <laughs> song. <laughs> Because, you know, Albuquerque. Humu, humu, nuku, nuku, <laughs> Which I guess was cut out of versions of this film, but thankfully the version on Disney Plus features the full segment of that song. Wait, why is it cut out? Is it like Because it's horribly offensive, offensive I yeah. assume. I don't know. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> um, uh, and then it just kind of goes on from there, and I really feel like, and again, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. There's no critique to this movie because it exists on its own plane of reality. Um, truly, truly one of the most entertaining movies I think I've seen in a very long time. But (laughs) 
the way the plot does or does not resolve at the end of this movie is insane because I feel like there's like a scene missing or like a whole arc missing of this movie where it's just like Sharpay is singing at the end with them and also Miley Cyrus is there, I guess, apparently or something. Wait, where is Miley Cyrus? I don't know. I was I looked into it though, and there was like a fan vote, and it's like, who do you want to see at the end of high school oh, musical? Two? I kind of remember this. I think she's in like the final final. Where they're on like the, the song after the final of the song. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. sure. Which is, I would say that's my main critique, is we don't need the final song after the song. We need every song we can shove into this movie because they are all fantastic, but there's only one fantasticest song, and it's bet on it. Yeah. Which is, you had shown me this, I believe, right? At yeah. some point? Yes. And out of context, it just seemed like, oh, is this what High School Musical is? But then, <laughs> in the context of the movie, it's just, it's so good. Yes, this is a crisis of consciousness self. by Troy Bolton. Man against nature, man against God, man against self, man <laughs> He's against reflection. dressed in a black polo, black oh, pants, just... and I think black shoes dancing around on a golf course. Midday. Yeah, and then like at one point it becomes sort of like a rap song. Yes. Like break it down. They all do. <laughs> yes. They all devolve into that. But it, yes, this is incredible. And he's just like stalking around and like climbing on rocks and stuff. Yeah. And then it's just over. And then it's on with the movie. <laughs> and then Gabriella's got to go with her mom in the minivan or whatever. And it's like, <sighs> yeah. Incredible movie. It is pretty fun. I also, I like, I've obviously seen this movie. I forgot how much I'd seen it. I know all of the words to all of these songs. And, like, it, well, it all came rushing back to me in the most pleasant way. It's so timeless. It's a, it's like you know the words before they're spoken, you know? It's also, like, the most simple songwriting in the entire world. <sighs> it's not true at all. Yeah. Bet on it might be, but... Bet on it! I like bet on it is the classic. That's the one that will stand forever. Thank you. I was more charmed by the baseball one than I remember. Baseball is incredible. Yeah. Again, makes no sense because the songs are always like this conflict between self-expression through dance and singing versus like reality or like normalcy or something. But everyone's always singing and dancing and all of them. Yeah. And it makes no sense. And no one's ever like embarrassed by it either. No, they're always like, whew. Yeah, that was a great dance, you guys. I'm glad we solved their problems, and now we can move on. Oh, <sighs> who's your fave character besides Boy Sharpay? Boy Sharpay, Boy Sharpay is just like a beacon of light. There's no yes. okay besides him. Yes, the well, I like Sharpay also. I yeah. I like the uh, I think he's a perfect character in this movie. For this type of movie, I guess I mean uh, the kind of country club manager guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, like he's perfect great. kids movie villain from this era, and he's like got kind of like a nice side to him. Like he's got a he's like a person. Well, yeah, sorta he hates Mister and Mrs. Evans, right? Because they're doing yoga, and then Boy Sharpay starts doing yoga. Oh, yeah, this movie's <laughs> so good, dude. <laughs> Who's your favorite car? Um, I mean, yeah, Sharpay is like clearly. She's a little bit more of a villain in this one. She's like hardly a villain. Like she's just annoyed that all of these idiots keep like interfering on her territory. And like, I sure. get it. And she's like clearly also much better at all of this than they are. Like, yeah. it's so weird to me that the uh, meritocracy, the point about <laughs> the point of that, like 
Gabriella and Troy keep making throughout these movies in relation to the songs they're saying is like, it needs to be a ballad. It can't have backup dancers. And it's like, what are you talking about? Have you ever like seen like a fun musical or anything? It needs to have backup dancers. (laughs) Well, they like reference Grease and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and it's great that this they shoehorn in a talent competition or singing mm-hmm. competition again. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, Kari, this is this is filmmaking, dude. Yeah, it's fun. I was just sat there with a smile on my face when this movie <laughs> played out. <sighs> I the one main observation that I made is. I don't think anyone's ever giggled more in a movie than Vanessa Hudgens is forced to giggle in this movie. <laughs> and just constantly. I don't think she has like more than like 10 lines. She's just giggling. It's so crazy. Which is fine because I don't really care about that character all that much. Like you're like, OK, we're going to replace this character with Sharpay. I'm like, OK. Yeah. This sounds like a movie to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's kind of disappointing, I guess. <laughs> I wonder how the uh, the shippers felt at the time where they're like, I just want Troy and Gabrielle to be together. Yeah, that's a I good hate Sharpay. <laughs> I think I am becoming a Vanessa Hudgens stan. Oh, no. Yeah. Hopefully not because of this movie. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool that she's like, she's gone full... And I'm sure she was like before this, but like full into musicals, which is hmm. cool and nice. Is she going to be in Wicked? Oh, I don't know. I could okay. totally see that. Okay. I, I mean, she was so good in what's the Andy Garf one? That can't tick, tick, boom. She was in that. Yeah, she's the one in the like when they're doing the wacky song back and forth. She's like the main girl in his musical. Oh, where the one guy's like my love. And he's like running through the the park for like five minutes, and then he plays no, the piano not at in the all. park. This I is like love in, all, <laughs> in all the rehearsal scenes where it's like Andrew Garfield and a girl. She's the girl. Uh, I just picture drive my car when you say that, but okay, sure. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. with you. Anywho, speaking of musicals, mm-hmm. Tickled. Yeah, I just watched Tickled. Oh my gosh, Tickled's crazy. Tickle's crazy. Uh, it's a documentary about tickling, sort of. Um, I was on board with this movie when there was a very sudden and jarring slur in yeah. the middle of what starts out like just kind of like a like an NPR, like mm-hmm. I'm just investigating, and then all of a sudden it's just like, Woo! yeah, and it's like now the movie is something else, and then it stays at something else for a long time. Yeah, I was grateful they didn't waste our time. Like, there's a version yeah. of the movie where the first, like, 45 minutes is, like... Isn't tickling like, weird? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this is a funny online community. <laughs> and, like, they do that for literally, like, 60 seconds, and then that's it. People will masturbate to anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what this movie is. No. This is, like, a true crime... Uh, it's hard to describe, and I don't... It doesn't really benefit anyone for us to describe what happens in this movie, yeah. I guess. But it's a spiraling, I would say consistently interesting kind of story about, and this is my favorite thing a documentary can do, is just make you look at the world and say, huh, the world is messed up, man. And here's yeah. another way to look at it, how messed up it is. I would say I, uh, I don't want to spoil this too much, I guess, but like it, 
it did drop off for me in like the last mm-hmm. 15 to 20 minutes where it's just like uh, number one we know the sort of who done it yeah and like they're like trying to sort of ask some questions around it which are all so obvious by what we already know yeah. like you understand motivation you understand resources like uh, The moment you get the description of who this person is, the movie could have ended. Like, I really didn't need anything after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of at at a certain point, they're just showing their hand. They're like, we're putting the work in. We should stalk this person outside their house for a while or something. But even like when they start like digging into like bank records and stuff, it's like, we knew this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, It seems kind of weird, but. Yeah. They're just connecting all the dots for you, basically. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It was still interesting to me. It's like, man. And just that this stuff is out there and someone had yes. to come along and like put it all together. And oh, my God, all the interviews with people, especially the when it gets into like the MMA or like the fighting mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just like this sounds like a nightmare, but it's also nice that he had like a sense of humor about it. It seemed like. Yeah. Just like people. It always impresses me when people are just dealing with these horrible, horrible things and they just keep going. And then it's just like day to day. Uh, I mean, obviously, people deal with worse stuff than this, but this is still a very uniquely bad situation for these people to be in. I would also say that, like, everyone interviewed in the movie has, like, a shocking amount of a sense of humor about it. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if that comes with the territory where it's like that or just like deep embarrassment for the rest of your life. Yeah. But like all of the stuff with the producer, I thought was so interesting. Um, Like even just the parents around the MMA fighter were like the mom is like, yeah, I kind of knew that something was up. But like just the fact that she even like knows what was going on in the capacity that she does is like, I guess, impressive. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're taking this kind of something that is within a like a genre of very obscure internet content and then you're just kind of like pushing that it's become it becomes your life at a certain point and it's just like that's terrifying on its own uh yeah and there's some interesting stuff like i agree with you towards the end and i also think like the part where they go talk to like the good version Mm -hmm. of this where he's just like i'm a tickle fetishist and i make movies and it's like that's interesting but this movie gets at this kind of like there's there's more they could have delved into. It reminded me a lot of uh, Feels Good Man, mm. where they kind of use the Internet as a way to talk about society and like where we're headed and all that. I feel like this movie could have done that. Yeah. And maybe take out, you know. The 800th scene of people getting tickled because we know what that looks like. And <laughs> obviously, uh yeah, there's there's a lot of questions about like privacy and yeah. you could apply this like they get so close, I think, to using this as a springboard to talk about like more mainstream pornography and what that does to like young women and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I feel like they don't actually make that connection ever, um, which would have been more interesting, maybe. Um, I mean, even like I like I there's no reason for me to believe that like the quote unquote like good version of this guy was anything but a good guy like that could have been totally fine yeah but even like in the footage they were showing it's just like him and this other guy and like that's the whole production yeah and like maybe that's not how it actually plays out but if that is actually how that plays out that's not right like (laughs) i don't know yeah (laughs) well and they talk about like it is basically bdsm like it's about power it's about 
you know, being restrained and being put through something that you don't want to happen. And it's like, right. again, that's something they could have <laughs> delved into. But really, this movie is just about the story they want to tell. It's not so much about the greater, you know, impact of it. But it, that's only disappointing because I think there is a lot they could have talked about. Yeah. In regards to that. But I still think it's a really interesting, entertaining movie. I would watch, like, I don't feel this way for hardly any, like, true crime-esque things. I would totally watch, like, a five-part miniseries or something. Serial where they could spend five. more time on each, uh, like, aspect of this. Yeah. It's almost too much. Too much yeah. tickling. Yeah. Too much <laughs> tickling. Did you watch the, like... Like the pro or the epilogue thing. Yeah, I did not. I was curious I if you did. Okay, I saw it on Letterboxd, so it's really interesting. Yeah, it I probably seems, will. Seems bad <laughs> for people involved. I mean, oh sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, the internet seems like really bad car. Yeah, it is. I think. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of really bad, behind the candle opera. No, I liked this yeah, movie quite a, a movie. bit. Yeah. It's about what's his face? Liberace. Liberace. Yeah. Let me make a confession card. Uh-huh. What's the main guy's name? Michael Douglas? Yep. I'm not a huge Michael Douglas fan, you know? Uh, I love Michael I, Douglas. I I, well, just put the knives away. Okay. Um, I thought he would... This is probably my favorite performance from him. I think he's incredible. Yeah, I think As Liberace. Yeah. Really, honestly, transforms and not just like in the physical way, but like I do forget that I'm watching Michael Douglas for most of it. Yes. Excellent. And uh, I I like this a lot because it's a kind of a biopic, but it does something I wish maybe more biopics would do, which is just focus on a period of time. It still Mm -hmm. falls into the trap of the good times and then the drugs and then the bad times and then the fall. And I think it's the exact same structure we're used to. But at least I don't have to like see him like. I love my mom and she says I'm going to do good. And then tragedy, like it doesn't have to do any of that stuff. It's just like they're already basically on the way down and you're just seeing it crumble. I also think this is materially different because it's not from Liberace's perspective. The entire movie is so grounded in Matt Damon. But I, yeah, I didn't. He's fine. Yeah, I think like this was a, I mean, you could argue this for both characters, but like. I don't see a super strong reason why Matt Damon was cast here. Like yeah. other than the fact that him and Soderbergh seem to be buddies and like, you know, can you whatever. be half naked for most of this movie, Matt Damon? Sure. Yeah, I, like, I think he was completely good. Like, I think he yeah. did a great job with the movie, but I'm sure there's more compelling people to cast in this role. I definitely think there would be. Yeah. Like other Soderbergh favorites, including George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> others yeah uh and it's weird that he's so old when the character is supposed to be or the character the person would have been much younger i guess yeah. at this point but uh anyway i didn't know much about liberace and this was very enlightening and sad and it's like this in it's it's a story of a relationship and it's like one of the most clearly doomed relationships yeah. i can think of <laughs> in movies and that's fun yeah, it's just it. There's no hope from the beginning. It's really like a mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. sad. Like, a, yeah, Matt Damon's character is what, like in his early 20s or something. Sure. He's a vet. He's, he, I want to be a vet, he says. Yeah. Um, And he like a, 
yeah, meets Liberace at a concert. Liberace at that point is probably what, like in his 50s or something? 60s? Something like that. He's um, older. Much older. Um, and like very quickly sort of just becomes a Liberace's new, like, I don't know the right word. Like he's like, they're um, not married, but basically married. They're, Liberace's also looking at like adopting him. Matt Damon's mm-hmm. also like working for him, but not in like a, I kind of thought it was going to go to like, oh, Matt Damon's like, a, you know, managing some of the business side or something. No, he's like a... He's just like another like stagehand sort of like it's yeah. like he drives it's, the car. Yeah, exactly. Like he's I don't know, he's in the show. It's not like he's like in a position yeah. of power at all in any point in the movie. Right. Um and his life just sort of like crumbles apart from there. But he's it's really interesting because he's like this um he's like a kind of an audience surrogate, but he gets pulled in very easily to this. Yeah. And then it's really interesting at the end when he's like trying to describe this relationship to the lawyers and he's like, you know, I was his son, but I was also having sex with him. And yeah. it's like it doesn't make any sense when you look at it. Uh, and it was obviously very bad for both of them. But then you can kind of see through the charisma uh, how that would maybe happen. And it's just like all they're fighting and then they get back together. And it's just mm-hmm. like it was so believable to me the whole time. and It was very effective, I thought. Well, it's also one of those things where, like, because this is based on real life, like, basically, yeah, the Mad Damon, his character, but the real life person, like, had a really, really rough upbringing. And, like, if I remember correctly, like, never had a traditional, not even traditional, like, just, like, an actual family. Like, he was bounced around from foster home to foster home. Um And clearly, like, lacked a lot of stability in his growing up and everything. It's like, I don't... I, we know that Liberace had other people like this. A lot of them, it sounds like throughout his life. I don't know that like they all had that similar background, but it would make sense for someone like that to just sort of be like, okay, here's my opportunity for like a full fleshed out world where I have resources. I have someone I love. Like it's all sort of taken care of, but none of it's actually his and it destroys him. (laughs) Woo. Woo. A tale was all this time. And then Rob Lowe. Oh, my God. <laughs> so cartoonish. Yeah. I think it works, though. I think it does, too. <laughs> the entire time I was like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I'm really enjoying it. He's such a sleazebag. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, it makes plastic surgery look absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, that, I think, is the the pinnacle of this movie and what it's trying to get across is just like Matt Damon in a relationship with this older man and then the older man says make him look like me yeah (laughs) and then he goes along with it because it gives him access to all this money and you know all these things he wouldn't have had yeah but does he want that does he want Liberace like it's I don't know this is a really interesting uh kind of I don't know like I said it's the same structure we're so used to but I think this is a really interesting story as far as biopics go of like musicians I think so, too. I also think like so much of it might be so much clearer if it weren't for the fact that Matt Damon's character is on drugs the entire time. (laughs) Like we never get a clear sense of what he actually wants. And I think a huge part of that is because he his brain is messed up the entire time. Like some of my favorite scenes are just like so anxiety inducing were 
Matt Damon and his buddy and like Matt Damon's just spouting nonsense and like rocking back and forth, <laughs> sipping a beer because he's so high and like yeah. knows his life is ruined. And oh, my God. Yeah. I'm always going to look like this. Yeah. Oh, good. Plastic surgery is terrifying. Yeah. Other thing I thought was excellent was like the extent to which Soderbergh like showed the gory details of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Whew. Yeah. Like the ear. Just yeah. like cutting up the ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Creepy. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like I said, not knowing anything about Liberace, it's hard to come away from this movie and be like, oh, he was cool. But uh, yeah. he seemed like a very talented, very messed up man uh, who lived a very unique life, it seemed like. Yeah, I guess, like, I certainly don't know enough about him, like, actually as a person. But I can yeah. say, at least for the movie character... I thought they did an excellent job of like, I, I knew he was doing bad things. I never thought that he was like a complete monster or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, I think they balanced him really well. I agree. I don't know if that's just because he's like a cute old guy, though. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a scene at the end where he's not doing so well. Yeah. Did that look really janky to you or am I crazy? Like the like his makeup and stuff when he's on basically his deathbed and yeah. Matt Damon comes to talk to him. That looked so weird. Oh, really? That didn't. I mean, no? like it looks like movie effects movie to magic. make a person look sick, but it didn't like stand out to me in any way. OK. I thought it looked really weird, but that's mm. that's neither here nor there. What do you think of the Sodi style in this movie? This the house style. OK. OK. I mean, okay. like it. This reminded me a lot of the like let them all talk vibe where it's like sure. I mean so much of this movie is about like glitter and I mean like yeah, candelabras and like and like all of the lighting is like so blown out and everything um, and so warm. Yeah I really enjoyed that. Yeah this whole movie is completely orange which is yeah it's a good look. Except for when he's on stage and then it's like blue and silver which is cool. Yeah. That that scene when uh, he first meets him in the concert Mm -hmm. is so cool looking and yeah, you get it in that moment. Yeah, it's cool. That's all I got. Did you read like the stuff about the production or like the background of the production? Mm -mm. Basically, so this this premiered as an HBO movie because no studios would take it because it was too gay. And like uh, Soderbergh oh, was like, hey, okay. like um, Brokeback Mountain just came out and like that did really well. <laughs> like right. I thought we were sort of past this, guys, um, but no one would take it. And then it premiered on HBO and it was like the biggest HBO hit in a really long time. It's interesting because it's not I mean, it's it's gay, but it's not like yeah. it's not any more explicit than like uh, any other movie I can think of like a. I mean, the sex scenes aren't showing like penetration or anything. Like, I don't no, understand. But I don't think it was about that. I think it was just like, yeah, having a movie that's like fully about two men in a relationship or something. Yeah. At least like with this like star power and with like blah, blah, blah was like still shocking, I guess. That's so weird. I it's know. like a real person. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the other funny thing is like, what, at that first show where um, Matt Damon's like, I can't believe 
people here are here even yeah, though it's like this gay understand. and then like everyone's like it's gay <laughs> like she's like mm, that i mean that seems like a huge part of it it's just like i don't know that mentality around uh closeted people in show business that's so crazy yeah. it's not an old movie like this came out mm-hmm. what like 10 years ago yeah something Wasn't like it? that yeah that's huh i wonder if he would still run into that trouble today try to do it I, I honestly i think more of the trouble would be the fact that he's cast two straight guys which i think is very fair too that's interesting yeah uh, i can see that <laughs> jump into yeah huh well matt damon was by even though <laughs> there's some really interesting conversations about that in the movie i thought but absolutely i mean i honestly like i i don't know i don't think this is like any of this is supposed to be like a historical text on anything but i no, i thought it was like very well-rounded in a lot of ways yeah i agree thanks sody thanks so yeah this is definitely like i feel like sody is either like knock it out of the park for me or he's like oh this was definitely <laughs> knock it out of the park for me so did you see my Sodi letterbox list? Yes, I did. What'd you think? The ranking of Sodis. Yes. Uh, there was one I thought was like surprisingly low on the list, but I don't have it up in front of me. Mm. Was Contagion maybe? I like Contagion a lot. I like Contagion too. I think I like Sodi better when... He's having fun. He's having fun or he's operating in like a weird world. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, Contagion okay. is just, like, a, a straightforward, like, disaster yeah. movie, I guess. I don't know. I hear you. Yeah. What was number one? It's either... Oh, it's Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen. But I was glad to see Ocean's 12 as the best Oceans. Yes. And We've that's number two, I believe. Before. Yes. That is a fantastic film. It really is. I am so frustrated every time I think of that movie because I know that he also made three. And three just kind of sucks, dude. It doesn't suck. It's just not nearly as good. It's kind of bad, though. Matt Damon's got like the long nose and he's like <laughs> yeah, that's drugging crazy. the lady or whatever. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> is that the one where Brad Pitt's dressed up all crazy, too? Yep. He's like an earthquake specialist. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Kind of. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what else have you been watching besides Sodi? Um, I So Love Island is back. Oh, my God. Is this Love Island UK? Love Island UK is back. Proper, proper, okay. proper, proper. Um, and it's been consuming my life. Excellent. Um, it's almost done though, so I'll be out of the woods here shortly. Um, for now. For now, yep. It comes back in January, I think. So <laughs> we'll be right back at it. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything particular to say about it. Is our boy still on there? Who's our boy? That's a great question. There was a guy. He was ridiculous. That's all I got to go on the car. But there's there no guy. season to season carryover okay. except for for the very first time, <laughs> I believe, in Love Island history. They brought back a contestant from an earlier season. Oh, my season. God. Oh, my God. Please tell me it's uh, 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 Nigel. No, it's Adam Collard. OK. Um, Which... It's so funny. So he's like one of the biggest jackasses ever on Love Island, I would say. Okay. Um, which is hard to do. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <just 'cause> he wins. 
Yeah. He went through like so many women's like literally his whole thing would be like, oh, I'm so into you. And then the any woman who walked in the door next, he'd be like, oh, I'm so into you. Yeah. And then like he coupled up with this girl or got in a relationship with this girl after Love Island. And like they had a messy breakup and it sounds like he was an asshole. Um, and they bring him back and like so we all know this news and i have to assume that all of the current love island contestants like know about earlier love island seasons do go on and and just none of them care that he's evil and like they all immediately went for it which is so funny um it's tv it's tv i really do think not all of them i think 60 ish percent of them are simultaneously trying to grow their social media presences but also like are looking for someone to be in a relationship with i don't think they're really looking for marriage but like they're looking for like i don't know is anyone looking for marriage um well my favorite love islanders ever got married and have a kid oh my god nigel no jamie and and cam camila okay okay um I think that's all I have to say about that. I don't think that's true, but okay, we can move on. Well, I would take like <laughs> hours and hours and hours to get dig into it. I think it's best we not. Tune into our Love Island UK podcast oh, called... I wish. I literally could... Uh, yeah, I could. We talked about that at a certain point. I know. You chickened out. Yeah, I don't know if that would be sustainable. Uh, yeah. And I think Krista would hate me for the entire process, so... And that's entirely fair. What else you rocking her? Mm. Oh, another TV show. Yes. Sorry to start. I'm just going to front load the TV shows. Do it. Um, the rehearsal. Have you heard about this at all? No. So this is Nathan Fielder from Nathan for You, which I love. Uh, finally has a new show out, which I've been like just waiting for. Um, for a while. Um, <laughs> I was Poetry. trying to think if I could come up with a better word. Um, and so like Nathan for you was like uh, under the guise of it's like a reality ish show where he's trying to like um, save small businesses by like introducing ideas. And like the ideas are always really dumb, but like people are like excited about being on TV or whatever. So they try them or they're gullible or whatever um so i was very curious like how different this show is going to be it's also in like the similar like it's reality but the premise of the show i think overall is that he helps people do things in their life that they're like nervous about or unsure of by rehearsing it with them like over and over and over and over and over again um in like different ways so i've only seen two episodes so far because they only have two and the first one (laughs) it's just insane like the first one is this guy who's uh, like this older guy who's on a trivia team with his friends living in new york city and he at one point mentioned that he has a master's degree, which was a lie. He has a bachelor's degree and it's been stewing with him this entire time. And he's convinced that if he were to tell um, his trivia team, there's this one woman on the team who would 
turn on him and be so mean and like use it against him what? so they build like this entire like set of the bar and everything and just rehearse using like flow charts all the different ways that the conversation would go um so that's the first one and it was like <laughs> hilarious and stuff and then the second one is this woman in her like 40s who's uh, i don't know kooky wants to have a child but she's unsure and like she doesn't have a a partner or anything so she doesn't really know where to go with it so they do this entire elaborate thing where she gets her dream house and she gets to experience the entire lifetime of a child by swapping out um increasing ages of child actors every four hours so that she gets to like do the entire lifespan in three weeks and it's just like it's insane i don't know how there are still people i don't know i guess like my it's it's like it's crazy in its own way and everything but i think the thing that i keep coming back to is like these people have the internet and can like look up previous shows that he's done and stuff and like yeah. understand that like this is comedy and like uh, there's probably more going on here than they realize and no one seems aware of that and it just like blows mm. my mind i i think it's because they're like also eccentric and odd that like they might know and just don't care or like sure. are so out of touch with what's going on or something um but it's fascinating. It sounds like it. I don't, I had a hard time picturing what you were describing. It's really hard to describe. <laughs> it basically seems like HBO was just like, so it's on HBO. And the, I, I feel like they just gave him like an unlimited budget. Yeah. And they're doing like the craziest stuff with it possible. Well, I, yeah. And that's interesting. Like the, like, shouldn't people know him? Like, that's what I think whenever I watch the Eric Andre show. Because yeah. it's like, we have celebrities on and we torture them. And it's like, how do you keep that going for like four seasons? Like, right. obviously, when a celebrity comes on your show, they know they must sign something that says, like, I know that I will be tortured and surprised by things. Well, I'm sure their publicists, too, are like, hey, here's yeah. what this is. Here's what to expect. Like, blah, 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 blah. It's weird. Yeah. This doesn't sound like that necessarily. But I uh, think it's like in this, it's a completely different tone, but I would... I think they're like in the same genre or something. Yeah. yeah. So is this like a weekly show or it's just like here's like 10 of these? They've only released things. two. And okay. they were like also the first one was like 45 minutes. The second one was 22. But huh? I'm hoping that that one's not like a, we've only gone through part of the woman having the baby. <laughs> so I'm hoping that keeps going. I have right. no idea. Hmm. Yeah. I need uh, it kind of it. It, it kind of pisses me off, dude, when episodes are different lengths. I don't mind that at all normally. Okay. I, I think this one is just like, I have no idea what the show is still. So I'm just, I'm like. Yeah, the next one is two minutes long. Yeah, and like is about something else. Like, I just, I have no idea what the overall structure is. But, it, but I would say normally it doesn't bug me. Pisses me off, man, because I feel like there's an accepted minimum and there's an accepted maximum. So there's still like it's not if it was this like pure artistic expression where it's like I need this episode to be three hours long so I can tell my story, mm-hmm. you know, but instead it's like this one's an hour and two minutes, but this one's 52 minutes. And it's like, what? 
why? What happened? Why is this different? What did you do? Oh. Because at the end, there's a montage with a pop song underneath there or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. At least it's not... What is it? Like the Stranger Things finale was like oh. three hours or whatever. <laughs> I... I... It, I have to like reach back into myself in a good way to remember that I really liked s- season one of Stranger Things. Like I yeah. really enjoyed watching it and everything since then has just been like, oh, I no like some of season two. Season two, I thought was so disappointing that I couldn't even focus on the good parts. I was just like, what? Yeah. So disappointed with season two. And then I never yeah. watched any more of it. And that's OK. The end. The end. What have you been watching? <laughs> well, as long as we're on talking TV. Talking TV. We started A Handmaid's Tale. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. We're only two episodes in. I don't know. Okay. Did you see it? Yes. I. Okay. But I had to stop at the point where, like, I think everyone stopped where it's like, oh, this is. Interesting. It feels it like gets to like a torture porn. Okay circumstance i would say around like season three or something okay we're not there we're two episodes in okay uh, so far it's fine i think it is a very ugly show i don't think mm-hmm. it's shot very well at all i don't know no, i hate the colors and stuff yeah yeah uh but elizabeth moss mm-hmm. alexis bladell or whatever sure yeah is that off glenn um she's the one from gilmore girls no idea okay. um yeah, I don't know. I, I read the book a long time ago and I was like, I was reading a different Margaret Atwood thing. I'm like, we should watch The Handmaid's Tale. And it seems fine. So I don't know. I'd be so curious to go back and watch it. I fe- ha, I don't know. I don't want to like besmirch The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. It sort of feels like yeah. the type of feminism we had around yeah. like that year. And like yeah. things have changed a little bit, maybe. Things have maybe changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> There's not so much Scrabble these days. Yeah. Now it's... I just remember, like, the, like, pop songs being dropped under yes. certain scenes. And, like, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Slay Queen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. I don't yeah. know. I think it is still a good show. And I, I also love, love, love uh, the dude who lives... Is, like, the security guard or whatever. The driver? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's good. He's from something. He's from Social Network. He and is. he's spoiler alert for Jigsaw. He's Jigsaw. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what a career. Yes. Uh yeah. Okay. Well, that's the handmade still anyway. <laughs> um, let's just have the Disney talk car and then it can be done. Let's do it. You know, every so often I just go down a rabbit hole. Uh, you know this to be true, Kyle. I this I, I do know this. Um, I truly think that watching everything on Disney Plus is the only morally right thing to do in a society where corporations have uh, run us for all of our money. Because when I when I ring Disney Plus out, you know, mm-hmm. I put Disney Plus in the big <laughs> bucket and then I stomp on it with my feet until the juice runs out. All yeah. of the juice. That's the only thing to do, right? Because I'm paying the money. <laughs> Why would I pay the money to not watch things that are on the service? Has it felt good? Oh, it feels so good to watch the 800th Pluto. Let me... Pluto sucks, dude. I know, you ranted last time. Pluto is the... He's got the knob on the back worst. of his head or whatever. Yep, he's got his rat tail, and he's always, like, amorous in a way that I feel <laughs> is really uncomfortable. And 
These Disney shorts, dude. I don't know. He likes a, a decent amount of them, it seems like. Yeah. You're right. So what I've been doing is I've been going in chronological order, which is really interesting. First of all, I have to say, if someone were to go on this journey, I highly recommend The Queens of Animation, which is a book about women animators at Disney. Um, because not only is that a very interesting story in its own right, but it gives you a lot of context for these movies because it focuses a lot on the early years. Um, Disney Plus. There's there's like three. So some of the time it's like, here's the cartoon. This is what came out. Mm-hmm. Some of the time it's like, here's the cartoon, but there's going to be a screen at the beginning where it's like parts of this are kind of racist. But let's just mm-hmm. it's important we preserve this for the future. Sometimes there's that. Plus they cut stuff out of what <laughs> was there, which is kind of like. Uh, yeah. And sometimes they just don't have the thing at all. And that that's is interesting the, that like someone didn't just audit all of this and like yeah yeah Song of the South is not available on Disney Plus maybe for good reason maybe yeah. people don't need to see that movie but I think you it's just so odd for it to be like here's the Disney experience here's our history we're gonna have eighteen Pluto cartoons from 1942 but we can't watch Song of the South which was a big movie that came out in theaters because now it's considered horrible yeah it's available disney maybe it, maybe it does get weird where it's like i'm paying you money to see song of the south maybe they don't want to do that i don't know there's other yeah i mean I, I like i think there are absolutely like good moral arguments around it it does feel like and i'm certain this is the case they're just doing whatever looks best from a pr perspective that is understandable but there are still instances where it's like i'll pop onto disney plus and now i'm watching something horribly racist and there was a there was a screen at the beginning that said be prepared yeah for about what you're about to see but it's like from a pr perspective i would scrub all of that stuff because it's not a good look where it's like my kids stumbled upon you know, Fantasia. Now there's like these horrible Asian stereotype mushrooms dancing around for two minutes. And it's like, yeah. what did you do, Disney? And it's like, is well, that in Fantasia? It sure is. OK, because my argument was going to be everyone knows about Song of the South. Not everyone watches like eight minute long Pluto. Whatever. Right. But yeah. like Aristocats is horribly. Oh, racist. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dumbo, a movie I love very, very much, is horribly racist. Like yeah. you can't get away from it at a certain point. It's like every single thing. Yeah. It really felt like there was a span there where it was just like, oh, I think this is going to be the one that's not. And then all of a sudden it's like Mickey's doing a fun ethnic dance and there's like an ethnic song playing. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, God. And then you read in this book, Queens of Animation, where it's like Disney came up with a lot of these jokes where he's like, that was hilarious. Throw that in. And it's like, oh, my God, what is happening? But then Uh, he's like. Like Disney himself? Yes. Oh, boy. Or somebody would like pitch him like, what if there was this funny character? And he's like, huh. Yeah. Because there were transcripts of all their like story meetings. So you can just see how horrible all this stuff was. Anyway, I really like a lot of early Disney stuff. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's interesting now to look back at it and be like, how did I see this? Because a lot of the stuff I've seen as like a kid. And yeah. I assume it was just on like these VHS tapes where it was just like compilation of four silly oh. symphonies or something. And it's like, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or it was like before Bambi, here's Mickey Mouse doing a 
Oh. Doing a jig or something. Um, and it's it's so interesting to kind of look back at Disney, whereas as a child, it was just like, I'm going to watch a Disney movie. And it's this flat plane of time and everything coexists. And it's like Cinderella is basically the same as the rescuers or something. But then you look at it now and it's like there were 40 years of time between these two movies and the art was completely different and all the people making it. Walt Disney was dead at a certain point. Yeah, It's just really uh, fascinating from like a historical perspective to go through this stuff. That's why I do it as always. What's your favorite new thing you've watched? That I hadn't seen before. Correct. Well, I know we've watched Fantasia. Yeah. But I had never really like watched Fantasia. Fantasia is really good. Um, except for all the racism. The just put that at the end. Imply that at, when I talk about any early Disney film. OK. Besides the racism. Um, the Three Caballeros is very fun. What's the gist of that one? So that's one where I was very thankful to get the perspective on the history of it because during the war or pre-war the government the US government was basically like please make cartoons about Latin America in order to improve relations between the US and Latin America so that Germany doesn't get in there first oh god so Disney flew a bunch of animators down Oh, like all across South America. And they came back and they made two movies. Um, Saludos Amigos, which is not very good. And The Three Caballeros, which is pretty good. Hmm. Um, and it's just like these through the whole war, Disney basically gave up. Uh, and they made a bunch of like movies that were just like short films strung together or like animation things. Anyway, the, the history is much more interesting than the actual films, but okay. it's still yeah. really interesting. Um it would be so crazy if now Disney was like, we're going to make a bunch of movies about, you know, <laughs> we're going to Egypt and we're going to make Egypt movies now. I mean, not reasons. to get like a Redditor alert, but okay. I mean, like, isn't that the whole like MCU thing is like all of its military propaganda? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like the military let us use these vehicles and in return, military rules yeah exactly. yeah that's yeah. not great yeah it's uh, still going in its own way now um <laughs> i guess the last thing i just want to say is like you can feel when the era of them they started off and they were like innovators and they felt it feels you can feel from the movies themselves that they they were like making art they felt very Purposefully, maybe this was coming from Disney, and it, it, I think it trickled down through everyone at the studio. It just felt like these are people making art, like they mm. are making these big artistic statements. And then Bambi didn't do well, and then you just feel the air gets sucked out of the room. And it's just ah, like, this I didn't is know Bambi over. didn't do well. Bambi is such a cool movie, and it did not, uh, it was like the last big movie for like eight years. And then wow. Cinderella happened, and Cinderella is not as good as Bambi, dude. Hmm. And then it's just depressing because, you know, there's going to be 60 years of kind of bad Disney movies. And then The Little Mermaid comes out and it's like, oh, now we can make movies again. <laughs> Are you a Sleeping Beauty fan? I love Sleeping Beauty. That's what I thought. I feel like that's like it uh, goes against what you're describing. Yes. But that was their big try to like return and it bombed. Oh, 
okay. And then they switched over to all this cheaper new technology to make 101 Dalmatians. And that's mm. why that movie looks kind of like crap, but they leaned into it in a way that I think works really well. I love 101 Dalmatians. I like that Dalmatians. movie. It's yes. a cute movie. It's a great movie. But uh, yeah, okay. That's Disney. I don't know. And yet, I, I wonder. wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love when they're watching the TV. It's so it's cute. It's so cute. <laughs> okay, Car. What else is coming? Do you ever on? sit like that with Zero? He's always sitting. Yeah. Sitting. 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 Okay. What else is going um, on? Um, I had a couple of excellent rewatches. Oh my gosh. Um, Kimmy. Yeah, Kimmy freaking rocks. I know this to be true. Oh, it was even like I feel like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is a fun and this really is well fine. made. I don't know. Uh, like a Soderbergh movie made during the pandemic. Second time I watched it, I was like, this movie freaking rips. It is so good. Oh my God. I like genuinely think it's like, I won't say excellent, but like near excellent. Kind of canonical. If oh you really my think God. About it. And like a Kravitz. I think I loved her performance even more the second time. Yeah. Just like all of the like camera stuff, all of the styling of the movie, the music is so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved Kimmy. It was also, that was the last night I was visiting home when we needed something to watch with the rents. I think dad fell asleep for part of it, but both of them ended up enjoying it very much. <laughs> I look forward to a day when I can just fall asleep for half of a movie and then be like, yeah, that was pretty good. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the dream. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then the second one was Orphan in preparation right, for... Right, right, right. Um, Orphan 2. Orphan 2, whatever it is. Orphan Harder. <laughs> yeah. Which I, like, I'm still very excited for. The first, like, note of, like, mm, was, like, all the, how are they going to de-age this gal? And then the second thing is, I found out it's, like, a different writer and director and stuff, Wait. so... Eh. Is there actually an Orphan 2? Yeah, do you not know? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> how are they going to do that? It's a prequel, nonetheless. No, n- nonetheless. What? Yeah, so it's going to be about, like, I think her time the, either in, what was it, Estonia or in, like, her first family that or something. That seems like a mistake. That doesn't seem like a good idea for a movie at all. I will still see it, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, there's some question marks there. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you make that movie? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, Interesting. <laughs> but I, a similar reaction to Kimmy. I was just like, this yeah. is an insane movie and it's so mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. and so funny and so creepy. Like all of the, I think it, like knowing where it was heading and not just like the main twist, but like all of the stuff that happens with, um, uh, SARS guard at the end yeah. and like the crazy, like neon paintings. I was like, this is like one of the coolest horror movies made in the last like 20 years or something like it's just it's so awesome um and i had an excellent excellent time watching it and vera for me rocks we love her oh yeah yeah did you ever see the did you ever see the second escape room movie no i almost watched that the other day okay make sure you see the one with her in it oh i did not know she was in it two different cuts she's only in one of the cuts is it the longer one? I think so, yes. That would make sense. Okay. I promise I shall do. Thank um, you. And then speaking of fun, scary movies, yes. uh, we did a red 
red box night like actually go to a red box just as like a amongst the peasants you I came know, down from your ivory like a, tower we were trying to like replicate going to a video store but there's only like one in chicago and it's like super far away um <laughs> <laughs> we did red box instead and we chose the meg and nice you should have left Sure. Um, the Meg was fine. I don't know. I don't have all That's that much to movie, say about it. That's a good movie, rental movie, though. Yes, absolutely. Have you seen? No. Okay. I don't... I wish it was better than yeah. it was. Um, but you should have left. I had never in my life heard of, uh, before. And Wait, this is like... Huh? This is amongst, like, four movies that were all exactly the same that you, like, watched multiple of... <laughs> and I was so confused every time we talked about it because I was like, is this the one with Kevin Bacon where they're at the... Kevin Bacon. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, Amanda Seyfried. And right. the general plot is... The same um, as four other movies that came out around the same time. <laughs> is that um, Amanda Seyfried is like a successful young actress married to Kevin Bacon who has a questionable past and they have like a daughter <laughs> together and he's much older. Um... Mean. And <laughs> they rent out a house in. Are you moving a dumpster from behind an Applebee's car? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, they rent out a house somewhere. I forget where. I think like in Ireland or something. Maine. Um, and it is essentially another like the house is screwy movie. I like the house is screwy movie. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I don't think it was like excellent, but it yeah. is absolutely a passable and <laughs> genuinely scary, uh, scary movie. Now, Carl, let me pitch you a movie idea, okay? Mm -hmm. Take this exact same concept, but the house is underwater and they have to scuba dive down to yeah. it. Mm. <laughs> I yes? wish that was good. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ugh. Yeah. I'll come up with a better pitch. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I would I, like I feel like I'm always hungry for um, mm -hmm. like actually scary, scary movies. I would add this to the overall list of like, yes, nice. where's the bank of scary movies at? What? Where is it at? I think it's in Cleveland, dude. Yeah, probably. That's too far away, though. I'll keep watching not scary, scary movies like Orphan or the <laughs> scuba diving movie. <laughs> Um, or House of Wax, or the one where or, they're like, can I finish? The four guys are like hiking through the woods and there's like a deer monster or something. Like, I pfft. love that one so much. Whatever. This That's isn't even scary. Movie. I could beat up that deer monster if I wanted to, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> I play VR for like two hours a day, dude. I think I could handle myself in such a situation. Carly! Yeah. What else you been watching? Um, okay. I got three more. Are you ready for it? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, chocolat. What? <laughs> chocolat. You are hungry. Tell me about chocolat. By That's a Claire. Johnny Depp movie. No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I had that mistaken once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's a Claire Denis movie. I'm getting amped for the forthcoming Claire Denis movie. Um, coming. I think it's, it's like out. out in some places and not other. I whatever. Movies are cool. Yeah. Movies are cool. Um, and this is like one of the. I think it's it's not like actually a trilogy, but like one of three or four of her, um, Africa movies with Beau Traval right, right, and right, right. White the Material. Coffee one. The coffee one. What? Doesn't she yeah, have White a Material? Thank you. Okay. 
Yes. Um, and this one is about it's. Oh, I was gonna compare it to. Oh God. Ugh. Armageddon. No, the Pedro Almodovar from a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like basically a. Uh, it's like a book ended with a. I don't know, woman in like her mid twenties or something. Um, visiting Africa and remembering living in like a colony with her uh, family, um, I think in like West Africa, um, and which like largely resembles Claire Denis' upbringing. And I think is like the reason why so many of these movies are so good is it is absolutely a movie about white people colonizing Africa and what that actually looks like. And like she is so ready and able to interrogate that in I think like all of the best ways at least as someone who doesn't know all that much about what that would actually be like Um, but it's like shown through sort of shown through the perspective of this little girl who um, is I think sort of like in love with the African man who works in their house but whose mother is also sort of in love with that man. Um, and just like the like dramatic and like political tension surrounding it. Um, okay. I think this movie is really wonderful. I definitely liked white material more, but I think especially just like this era of Claire Denis movies is like, you can settle into it so nicely. Like it's not like a, everything going on on screen is necessarily pleasant in any way, but it, it just has like a specific tone that I find really calming and interesting. Um, and it like looks beautiful and the score is wonderful and all that good stuff. So I don't know. I would overall recommend. Does it end with a dance sequence? I wish I desperately, desperately wish. Does a dude like die in a salt pit? No. Shoot. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, but watch they that. Can't all that be was winners. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I got two that I saw in theaters. Oh my god. I'll go Fire Minions. of Love first. Okay. <laughs> um, which is a documentary about these two volcanologists. People okay. study volcanoes. They study tornadoes. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> um, I think from France, if I remember correctly, and they're a married couple who are very much so in love, and they also study volcanoes. Um, and it's, so it's, it was so much cooler than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to uh, be like, Oh, love and huh? volcanoes. Huh? huh? Cooler. Cause, cause. Oh God. Um, <laughs> so basically the reason why all this, it, it's like leveraging all of this footage that they filmed of each other and of all the volcanoes and all this good stuff. Um, <laughs> And like the big question is like basically why does all this footage exist? And the 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 couple didn't really see themselves this way, at least to start, but they were essentially making movies about volcanoes um for like educational purposes, um, and eventually for the purposes of like warning governments to take action to protect citizens and like develop evacuation plans and everything. And I think the movie like goes into uh really, you know, it, it examines that in a really interesting way where they're forced to sort of consider like, Oh, this is like our livelihood and passion is like, we think volcanoes are awesome, but also they're like destroying um, and literally killing like 
thousands of people. Um, but the reason why I bring that up specifically is because they're, they, the one part of the movie that I kind of wish was like the entire movie is examining how, how, especially the, the husband who was like the main, I guess like filmmaker made just shots of volcanoes and stuff into like narrative features. Like, uh, taking the equipment and like using his wife as a subject and like uh, framing volcanic explosions and stuff in certain ways. And just like sort of walking through how he like built tension and like uh, made it something that everyone could engage with. And then because they're also extremely skilled and because they are extremely like daring in terms of how close they are willing to get and how much time they're willing to spend by volcanoes. It is just, it is beautiful. Like it really, you are just watching like volcanoes explode again and again and again and again. But it's like, it's just stunning cinematography and it's so cool and so interesting. Um, I don't know if this is going to be our uh, documentary that we get excited about in the end of year talks, but so far it's mine, I would say. I, I, we've, okay. It started out sounding like a parody of like, <laughs> a movie uh it kind of sounds like a documentary now or something yeah, yeah where it's like two volcanologists fall in love amongst yeah. the volcanoes yeah uh kind of just sounds like like a gunda or something gunda gunda, gunda. Pig movie. yeah where it's just like isn't nature cool or something like i, I I don't understand exactly what the thread is that you're describing the thread i mean like the overall thread is um, more so about like their love and like the danger that they're constantly in. Okay. Um, like I don't, I don't want to. One of them into falls it. into the lava. We all know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're doing it in an extremely dangerous profession the entire time. It's the tension of like are they risking their lives, and like one of them is more willing to do risky things than the oh. other. I think that the other thing is just like they are an adorable couple, like Aww. truly so sweet together. So it's just them being like really stupid and funny while like hanging out of a volcanic site and stuff. Like I I guess the narrative thread is like love and also um making movies about volcanoes. <laughs> I'm lost. That yeah. sounds great, Car. I think into and, that. but I think that is like it maybe why the movie is successful is I personally think that they did a really good job weaving in volcanoes, those different threads, like, and different themes and everything. Like, it's not just about them being in love. It's not just about volcanoes and it's not just about like movie making. It's about all of it. Just about volcanoes is fine, dude. Yeah. Sign me up. (laughs) We don't get enough volcanoes in our movies these days. True. True. Not since uh, Dante's peak. Yeah. Where the dog is swimming in the water. Whatever. That sounds great, Car. Yeah. What was the theater experience like that, I have to ask? Uh, that one was good. I have no recollection of anyone talking or anything. That sucks. But drum will please for the next theater experience. Oh, no. Minions, the Rise of Gru. You got all dressed up. Everybody was dressed to the nines. And you went and you saw Minions, the Rise of Gru. Car, what you uh, think? Can anyone say banana? Banana. <laughs> I didn't see that movie. Okay. Um, but I did see Nope. Nope. 
Um, so I'll give you the theater experience. Are you ready? Yes. It is the like not the theater of the mind. So not like the midnight release or something. It was like the opening night of like the actual opening day sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, so I would say pretty full theater, big theater. Sure. Sure, sure, um, sure. we're doing well. Honestly, there's some creaky chairs. <laughs> that's hey, what can you do? What can, that's Your part of the game. Has creaky chairs. However, about yes. like one no, <laughs> I would say five minutes before the movie starts, there is like it's there's a lot of people, but there are plenty of open seats where you wouldn't be seated right next to someone. This person comes and sits, takes the open seat between us and another group, and it's like, okay, whatever. They get up and like come back down, whatever, after the movie has already started. Okay, okay, okay. We're it's all okay. Um I <laughs> the person clearly brought in like a meal from an outside place, which like How okay. Dare they? No, that is fine. I okay. have no issue with that. Movie theater food is expensive and annoying. Okay. But I I could not figure out what they were eating. Was, uh, uh, so like number one, obviously there's the overall paper bag, which is fine. <laughs> they're rustling around and then they proceed to eat i would say like five or six crunchy items it kind of and this isn't what it was but to paint the picture it kind of felt like um like domino's pizza squares each what? individually wrapped yeah. in a separate bag separate paper bag so you Sorry. take one out, crunch, 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 crunch. crunch I crunch. should also say there was like a garlic dipping sauce, which I could Ooh. tell because it just smelled really lovely. Um, mm. And then let's fold up that paper into like consecutive squares and stuff it in the bag after everything. Uh, and then the person tops it off. They brought like a glass Coke bottle so that they opened the glass Coke. Uh, I was uh, like, it was annoying, but it was just hilarious. Or it's like, it's like a three course meal. This is yes, it, it really did last like the first half hour of the movie. Yeah, it, it the audacity. <laughs> it's like, really it, insane that movie culture or yeah. theater culture, I should say, movie yeah. theater culture is so tied to food. Yeah, because that's the worst thing you could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you, Carly? Yes. Do you have misophonia? No, I don't. I do. Yeah. I think you do too, because it really bothers you when you're watching a movie and people are making noise. But it doesn't bother me outside of a movie. Okay. It bothers me. I just me. hate noise. Uh, that's what it is, but okay, that's fine. Wasn't that specific? Isn't misophonia specifically about food in mouth? No, it's any repetitive noise. Oh, then I definitely have that, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I have it. Chris has it worse than I do. It makes movie watching kind of hard sometimes because we're both yeah. just like stewing in our britches. Yes. Zero's licking his lips or something over and over. And it's like, Zero, please, <laughs> God, please just stop. You just got to kick him a little bit. Well, yeah. No, yeah. I just swing him around and I just yeah. flick him against the garage door like I do. And <laughs> in the one spot, it's easier to clean that way. And then we go back to watching Handmaid's Tale. But Carly, tell me about Nope. Nope was very, very fun. I had an excellent time at Nope. Is this a get out or is this an us? I would say closer to us. Yes. Um, But I would also say like. OK, I, like I, I did say like I it, the person didn't bother me that much. It did fully take me out of like the first. 45 yep. minutes or so of the movie. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this has anything to do with it, but I don't think. 
nope was scary like at all like this is not a yeah. horror movie to me this is like a, an adventure movie i think okay I which didn't, is completely yeah. fine by me but i just it like i went into it expecting a scary movie well he he seems much more interested in horror in like the fun way to me like i don't think get out or us are scary necessarily like us is like horror movie tropes the movie and it's yes. fun i love us for that but it's not like i was ever like Ugh. but I nope hope. is more so like there are a couple moments which are using horror movie tropes and honestly i will say like i just so enjoyed seeing like a fun alien movie again Spoilers, like i was trying dude, to think Jesus. I was trying to think when the last one was that's like signs, dude. Well, honestly, signs or like War of the Worlds. Swing away. Yeah, honestly. And it was just I was so happy to see one that was like really, really well done and like did a different spin on it. None of which I'll go into, obviously, but I like it. That was great. And it had like that adventure movie component of like. Okay, we're figuring out how this thing works. Here's the plan. Here's what everyone's going to do. Like, I don't know. I just, it was very, very fun. I really want to see it again um, to sort of solve for like the first half. Like, I just, I really feel like I wasn't engaging with the first half all that much. Um, And then I will also say that, yeah, Kiki Palmer is freaking amazing. (laughs) Yeah. she's she's like, a star you know, she's a star she's uh like a breath of fresh air in this movie uh-huh. she's so funny and so lively and like it feels so much like it like this feels like a real person um yeah i really 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 enjoyed nope uh-huh. is the title you okay i've heard from one source that the title is used in the movie in kind of the meme sense where something crazy is happening and then he's just like nope and he leaves is that true because i'm not watching this movie if that's true i don't really get what the mean sense thing means when you nope out of a situation because it's too much to handle nope well no i think it so i mean like people do say nope about things but i think like <sighs> well okay i think what i like as a person who can't speak to or like i just feel weird talking about this okay like uh, Let's dig in. Listening to like interviews with Jordan Peele and stuff, like I think it's a he's a meme lord. That's just <laughs> he loves those memes. It, like, like I think it's sort of maybe a like cultural thing in the black community, like when something is like scary or whatever, to just like uh uh-uh, uh nope, not doing it. Like uh, well, like oh god, what's a good example of this? I was thinking of. There's another scary movie that did this recently where like a character instead of like going down the dark hallway is just yeah, like, well, I remember uh-uh. you talking about. Yeah. This. And like, yeah. I think that is like very fun. And also actually feels like how people are more than like, OK, I'm going to continue down the dark hallway. So, no, there's not like one moment where a character goes, nope. And then they like turn around. It's just like people saying no when bad things are happening. Fine. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't quite understand that criticism. I guess I would say it's not a criticism because I haven't seen the movie. It's just a pointed question disguised as criticism. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think what else. Stephen Young is great as always. Yes, of course, yes, we love yes. the king. Um, yeah, I would say that's about all I want to say at this point. 
<laughs> That's fine. Well, I mean, there's like really cool stuff. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this movie, but I really feel like this year is dropping the ball, which is a weird thing to say after saying I want to see this movie, but it just feels like <laughs> the big movies aren't kicking my butt very mm. much. Like I anticipate liking this movie, but it sure doesn't sound like this is his best movie or anything as far as people are talking. I don't I know. think like a, that's a tough one where like a, Get Out was just like such a like opening like a here I am sort of thing and there's yeah. so much cool stuff in that movie. This one I kind of feel like it, I I definitely want to wa- rewatch the most out of all of his movies. Yeah. And I think I might have enjoyed the most out of all of his movies. Sure. Yeah. But based on my reaction to his other movies, that's not an exciting prospect to me because it's like, oh, the best one of these is still just kind of like it's just it seems like a third variation on or yes, a second variation on kind of his style. Like I I don't I don't anticipate being surprised necessarily because I think his thing is to surprise you. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't I'm just rambling at this point. You can stop me at any time. Have not seen this movie yet. Yeah, I like there's something I want to say that like I don't think it I I it hmm the plotting overall it it feels completely <laughs> different, honestly. Like I, I would put us and get out in one category and this in a, a different okay. one. Like it really does feel materially different. I don't okay. know if that's because it like so clearly is like a ode to like alien Spielberg movies and stuff. Okay. Which but, I have no connection to. Yeah, I don't either, but it just it feels so different. Okay. I I don't know what else to say. Yeah. There's no rabbits at the end and then scissors and stuff. Yeah, like there's it's not Tell me what happens at the end, Car. No. Okay. I, I guess like in my perspective, there's no huge twist, I guess is the thing. Like That's there's fine. no like uh, yeah. I guess I'm just it I guess what I'm trying to say is and I think it's something you touched on, it's just like and I, I guess this is in the context of me kind of gearing up for us going into the second half of the year and I need to start watching some movies because all I've been yeah. watching is Disney stuff. He, the third of these movies is not an exciting prospect to me, even if it's a ton of fun, even if it's really creative and cool. It's like, that's not going to get my blood up. What'll get your blood up? What will? Mm-hmm. Nothing that's come out so far this year. Well, I give don't me know. Some, what do you want? Do you want like a new filmmaker to burst onto the yes, scene? Yes, that would be great. Okay. Or I would like him to not keep making these horror movies, I guess. Like, Get Out wasn't my favorite. And then Us was like, wow, this is a completely deeply flawed film that makes no sense, but I sure liked watching it. Mm -hmm. And if this is like, maybe like a compromise between those, that's just not that interesting to me. I don't think it is. I'm trying to tell you it's not. It's like so, so, so different than the past two. Okay. Sold. I am O. I am just trying to figure out what my platform is going into the interview. <laughs> no, for real, yeah. because like I really enjoy those conversations, but I feel like I can't every year be like, "Well, this year wasn't very good." Like I wanted, I wanted. I feel like the first year we did this was like incredible, and I had so yeah. many movies I wanted to talk about. And since then, it's been like, 
wow, I didn't really care for everything everywhere all at once all that much. And like yeah. drive my car sure was three hours long and boring. And it's like, what I need, I need to, something needs to grab me and it's just not happening this year. I think again. it will. I think the other like unspoken thing there is the last two years we did it, we were in either like the deep depths of the pandemic or right. in the year following. Yeah. So like there's so, so, so I mean, this is true of any year. Um, Like there's so, so many big movies to come out in the next like six months that yeah. will be like the big movies of the year. Sure. I also think it's the first year that's like sort of normal. Like we're starting to we still have some movies that were supposed to come out a long time ago, like Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. But I think we'll also see some movies that were like actually made within the last two years and not like four years ago or whatever. Right. Which is good. Yeah, that is good. But there were like um, host host. Oh, yeah. Host was awesome. That was awesome because yeah. it it took advantage of that situation. Kimmy. Like Kimmy's great. Yeah. Kimmy's definitely on a list of movies I think are really awesome from this year. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like transitional kind of yeah. like you're saying where it's like, here's the movies that should have come out already or something. And it's like now it's like I still haven't seen Top Gun and I'm just. I understand it's a really cool movie. I'm just not that excited to watch it, I yeah, guess, because I kind of know you. what that is. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I get what you mean from the like. Like, and a lot of the movies I'm sort of thinking of are that are yet to come out are from super established filmmakers that like it. Yeah, like the That's new fine. Marty movie and stuff. And like, yeah, that is good. But I, I recognize what you mean by like what's this year's like right. get out equivalent where it's just like, Oh, here's the movie that like is coming from an unexpected place that we can all, if we don't all love it, like at least get excited about. Yeah. Cause I think those are usually the movies I like championing or yeah. talking about. Um, I think you got to watch um, world's fair, whatever. Yes. That's definitely something i'm very interested in. i'm also very yeah. interested in the one where the little girl meets her mom little girl oh petit mama yeah that was yeah really that's a great movie yeah but then there's like parallel mothers and i'm like okay mm, that movie rocks i like I know, someone no, on my sure letterbox timeline recently watched it and i was like that it's a good movie they had it on dvd at the library and i was like i'm always whenever i hit that moment i'm just like it's this panic attack because i know if i get it from the library i'll watch it <laughs> but i also know it's in higher quality on streaming somewhere. oh yeah, yeah, yeah so i'm like do i just grab this dvd and then yeah. watch it on streaming it's so weird that they still even make dvds i feel yeah, like it's really uncanny when i'm like oh pearl mothers that's okay and it's like next to like some like csi season four and it's like what <laughs> libraries are cool yeah libraries are cool um that was my incoherent rant about a movie i haven't seen carl what else is going on I think that's kind of all I've been. Oh, it feels like there's. Oh, Better Call Saul is back. Yeah. There's only like three more episodes of the series. Okay. Um, and Industry is coming back, which is oh very God, yes. exciting. Thank I the good can not wait. Industry? Yeah, that's the one. I rewatched it like maybe six months ago or something. The first season, it's like uh, people who work at like a British investment no, Bank. that's flat sells flats. No. <laughs> what is it? Why do you like British television so much? Do you think it's dumb? 
Okay. Um, this it's like uh, a young American woman gets an internship at like a yeah, uh, I don't know anything to do with the finance world, but like Pork the man. investment bank sort of thing. Um, yeah. and it just like tracks her in that internship program, which is horrifying. Sure. So. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Better call Saul. Huh? Yeah, it's really good too. Have you seen Mr. Show ever? I have not, but I want to as okay. a now um, Odin Kirk fan. Yes, we've been watching some of that. And oh, really? It is so good. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to say about it, but it's just, what prompted that? I don't know. Yeah, I just always heard it was really good, and uh, it's definitely of its time. Yeah. There's some off-color jokes. Yeah, but they're still funny. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's a show that would happen today necessarily, but mm. that's the charm. Is that That's Cross and Odenkirk, right? Mm-hmm. What okay. a pairing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And Tom <laughs> Kenny's there as, like, support, and I love Tom Kenny, so. I don't know if I know who that is. He's SpongeBob, and he's oh, done... Oh, seriously? Yeah, he's done all kinds of voices and stuff. I think he kind of like found his career... Whereas he started off as like this, you know, Mr. Show comedian. And then he, he was like, wait a minute, I'll just do cartoon voices for the rest of my life. And make really? I had money. no idea. Yeah. Huh. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, Owen Kirk is the best. He really is. He's very good. David Cross is also very good. Yeah. They have good, uh, it's a good pairing of energy there, I think. I think I don't, I think that's maybe been one of the reasons why I haven't watched it. Like, I honestly don't quite get it. Like, yeah, I don't know what that would look like. I also, I, as someone who is like saying that I love Odenkirk, I don't know that I've ever watched like any of his comedy. So yeah. I don't know what that's like. It's kind of like proto Tim and Eric, I would say. Oh, really? Interesting. But more, they're more, they're not like outlandish, like t- Tim and Eric feels like it's beamed in from somewhere else. This just feels like two guys just being high or whatever. Okay. It's good comedy. Car, can I talk about four weddings and a funeral? Yes, oh but gosh. no spoilers because I've never seen. Okay. Horribly, horribly flawed movie. Okay. <laughs> really liked watching it. though. Yeah. This is uh, the director, Mike Newell, did the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. God oh, seriously? Him. Yeah. Um, crazy this is a rom-com starring hugh grant and annie mcdowell who is maybe the worst actor of any generation i completely disagree okay you should watch this movie (laughs) horrible yeah truly terrible (laughs) truly some of the worst acting i've ever seen in a movie but uh yeah and it's kind of got that notting hill energy to it and not just because of hugh grant but it's just that very like of this era British rom-com. Um, yeah. But it's like shot in a very... I don't know how exactly to describe it. Almost like a Von Trier. I'm just I'm just grasping at Oof. straws, but very not um, staged looking way. It's very like cinema verite, oh. which I was not expecting at all. Um, and it truly is just four weddings and a funeral. And... Uh, yeah, it's just very nice character moments throughout this whole thing. And it's very funny and charming and um, just a really good cast of characters. And also Annie McDowell's there as the love interest hmm. for some reason. She also ruined uh, Groundhog Day, which is one of my favorite movies. So. I think she is excellent in Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Okay. 
As well as, I think Ready she's fun not? in Ready or Not. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's not fun in this movie. I also rewatched Collateral. I saw. Collateral <laughs> is a fantastic. I've also not seen. I got to get on it. Oh, my gosh. I truly think this is like one of the pillars of not just Michael Mann's filmography, but filmmaking. Really? Uh, that's maybe playing it up too much, but I think it is, it has that energy to it where it's just like Michael Mann is an excellent filmmaker. Yeah. Tom Cruise is an excellent actor. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is very good. Mm-hmm. And it's just them in a cab in L.A. at night and Michael Mann is directing it. That is perfection on a plate. Here you go. Hot and ready. Collateral. Is it like actually like I genuinely know nothing about this movie, so I'm sorry okay. if this is a stupid question, but is it like they're just stuck in the cab the entire time? Uh, pretty much. It's okay. just Tom Cruise is a hitman mm-hmm. and he gets in Jamie Foxx's cab and he's got five people he needs to kill over the course of a night. And Jamie Foxx is like he wants out, but he can't. Ooh. And Michael Mann is directing. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It is so good. If you like Michael Mann movies, which sometimes I do, sometimes I didn't. Heat's one of my favorite movies of all time. And Miami Vice was a movie we watched. I that think one time. about Miami Vice a lot, though, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. But I don't remember liking it all that much. <laughs> I think like I'm so glad we watched it. Like it yeah. just I remember so clearly like the cell phones and like the way it looked mm-hmm. and Colin Farrell with the long hair mm-hmm. and like it. There's a vibe there that's really awesome. I can feel it coming down <laughs> tonight. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Well, I think Collateral is a better movie than that. <laughs> so I don't know if that sells you at all. That's fair. Okay. I got one more. What's that? Saving Mr. Banks. What's that now? That is the story of the creation of the uh, Mary Poppins movie. Oh. And, uh, I don't have much to say about it. Tom Hanks is in it. And I don't really, I'm I'm coming, I'm coming to the conclusion maybe Tom Hanks isn't a great actor. He's a very likable man. I'm sure that's wrong. I just can't think of a good reason. Because <laughs> uh, I guess we also watched uh, Sleepless in Seattle, mm. which is fine. He's fine in it. I don't know. He, he never disappears into a role, I feel like, Tom Hanks, except maybe Castaway. And maybe an Elvis we've yet to see. Uh, I don't think he. No, I don't think that's true at all. But OK. Um, like I couldn't name like a great besides the terminal. Obviously, I couldn't name a great Tom Hanks performance. Oh, I, I mean, like a, it's kind of a gimme, but beautiful day in the neighborhood. That is a great counterpoint. Hmm. Yeah. So he's got one. <laughs> da Vinci Code. Nope. Like, even Saving Private Ryan, it's just like, oh, it's Tom Hanks in the war. Great. Yeah. I don't know. He's extremely good at what he does, and it feels wrong to fault him for it. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, anyway, I only say that because he's up against Emma Thompson, and she yeah. does an incredible job. Yeah. All the time, including in this movie. Um, It is totally fictionalized. Like it's, we'll tell a story. Disney is going to tell you about how Disney made Mary Poppins. Oh, interesting. And it's like, that's probably not how that went. <laughs> uh, Colin Farrell's in it in a very unhinged performance that was very fun to watch <laughs> as her 
alcoholic nightmare father oh. from when she was growing up. Because it does like the, you know, it's split between her growing up in Australia and then her being very reluctant to give Disney control of her property. Hmm. Um, in its own way, it was very enjoyable, but I don't think it's like a masterclass in anything except kind of like whitewashing, you know, further the history of Disney, which is interesting in its own way. Is it? Who is this for? Me! <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know, because it's such a specific story of an era of Disney that isn't that interesting, or like people don't really care about, you know? It's like right I guess before like, he died. Is this like an adult movie? Yeah. There's okay. like swearing and stuff in it. Okay. But it's also very childish. Like children could probably appreciate it more than adults. Would. Okay. Maybe the sweet spot is like a 12-year-old or something? Yes. Okay. Like, oh my God, I'm so in love with Mary Poppins. And yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my God, you're telling me this is how it was made by men? <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, uh, Emma Thompson does an incredible job. Aw. She's the reason to watch the movie. If you ever She's do. the reason to watch so many movies. God yes. bless her. She's very good. Yeah. What are we watching next time, Car? Or do you have other things you'd like to talk about? No. That's no. it. Let's go home. I wish. What would you like to want? Um, High School Musical 3. High School Musical 3. Is there a tagline on there? Or is there like a... Ooh, good ooh. question. Let me go to Letterboxd. High School Musical 3, senior year. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I've only seen like two clips of this. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. This is incredible. Yeah. Okay. You know a movie I think about a lot real quick? Chicago. Huh. Next. Oh, yeah. I loved Chicago so Yeah, that much. was a wacky one. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I'm a little bit struggling, so maybe you should go first. Well, are you up for a longie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have been reading Anne of Green Gables. Okay. And it's not the one I sent you with uh, what's Martin Sheen or whatever. Uh, but there is a one that uh, Krista grew up watching. And then I had the book at work and everyone was like, oh, my God, I love that movie. So we have to watch... The 1985 Anne of Green Gables starring Megan Follows. Okay. <laughs> which is over three hours long. Holy crap. Because <laughs> said it's like four VHS tapes or something stupid. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> so if you don't finish it, that's fine. But uh, I'm going to finish up the book, which is wonderful. Aw. Have you ever read? I think I did like way back in the day. Yeah. What a great book. I think I. that's maybe where I learned the word threshold. Very nice. That's not, I'm not I'm not familiar, but that sounds like a great word. <laughs> she calls everything scrumptious. Oh, that's cute. Uh, yeah. So that's my pick. All right. Um, I'm not sure how you'll find it. I haven't tracked down a copy yet, but we'll get there. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. You mean like, have you looked online? Um, I'm looking now, and it doesn't look promising. But I'll get back to you. Um, <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. Um. I am choosing Navalny. Okay, go on. It's a documentary about the assassination attempt of Navalny. You are going to have to spell that because it is not coming up. Also, I typed in Anne of Green Bagels and that didn't come up. It's very hot in this room. Uh, N-A-V-A-L-N-Y. 
Oh it's like a God. Russian activist, I think. The oh no, the city's falling on him, Car. Uh oh. Directed by Daniel Rohr. Rohr. Oh, I remember this. I was there and then got tickled a lot. <laughs> God. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot to say how anxious uh, the tickling footage made me. Just where it's like showing you the yeah. the uncut gems. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird how it's obviously erotic, yeah. but it's also not erotic at all. I don't know. It's very interesting. It like it totally makes sense. Like it, it, it was a fake excuse, right? That like they were investigating right. this for torture. Right. That seems like torture. Like I would flip out if someone yeah. did that to me. It didn't really seem like there was a system in place where it's like a safe word or something. Well, that that's just... what I was saying about the producer guy. Yeah. It's like the guy says stop and it's like, is he actually saying stop or is he saying... you say when you get tickled. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The, the creepiest part was just like the pre-tickle interview where it's like, where am I most ticklish? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Probably on my stomach. Well, and did you see that was insisted upon in like the letters yeah. and stuff? I, I, I. God. Yeah, that, every part of that is just a nightmare. But yeah. uh, it's probably, it doesn't compare to getting poisoned with lethal nerve agents. So, yep. Navalny. Yeah. HBO knows how to pick them. Woo! Carly. What's up? Do you have any other music festivals you'd like to hype up? Nah. Okay. Um, I feel like we can't just go out on what movies are coming up. We gotta, we gotta have one more topic of conversation, Carly. Uh... Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. Come on, Akar. What's your training program like? How's tennis going? Oh, tennis is fun. I'm really, 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 really bad at it. Okay. Um, the main problem is the courts we've played yes. on. Yes. Have yes. no division between the thingamajiggers. Not familiar with tennis terminology. Is that like 40 <laughs> love? Is that what you're It's like about? It's just five consecutive courts that all the balls go between them and I just keep screwing up other people's games and it makes me hate myself. Oh, you're supposed to say four <laughs> before you hit the ball. But last night I hit one. So it, I don't even know how it happened, but it like came down pretty hard near a guy's head and he like made a hope that wasn't on purpose joke. And that was like the seventh ball I've hit into their court and it made me feel bad. Tennis is always the sport in movies where you show rivalry between women <laughs> that's not untrue <laughs> that's all i have to say about that tennis is really we used to play tennis a good amount yeah i remember those halcyon days yeah when we that's, the, tennis is very fun i think it's just you ha yeah it it's it's uh it's one of those sports like baseball that I don't like playing because all the attention is on you. And if you screw yeah. up, you just look like an idiot. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's easy to screw up for me. It is. I hit it too hard, times. but I didn't even mean to hit it at all. And it's just, <laughs> why is tennis the way it is? That's why I like running. Cause it's just like, I'm yeah. just gonna die. Yeah. And like, I can look dumb, but I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you still look better than other people. Cause you're running. Yeah. They're like, ooh, that person runs. Wow. Unless you look really dumb when you're running. I do. 
No. Yep, my arms kind of flail out, and I'm just kind of like, I make like chicken sounds when I'm running. <laughs> yep, like that. And everybody's like, wow. <laughs> that guy works out. <laughs> and then I say, check me out on Strava! Is your training thing set to like a, a half marathon, or do you set it to yes. 15? Whatever, okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Truly, nothing could prepare me. You'll be fine. Okay, I always think about your marathon that ended in disaster, not on your part, <laughs> and I just smile. Can't be much worse than that. Nope.